0: I remember one day, man, there was this one beat. Everybody wanted. Beto had done the beat. beat we got to get this beat, man. That motherfucker jamming. We we want that. Everybody wanted the beat, man. 3-2 wanted the beat. Uh, Face wanted the beat. Too Much Trouble wanted the beat. Everybody wanted that one particular beat, man. So they came in one day and was like, well, this is what we're going to do. Everybody come in this room and everybody going to wow. So whoever goes oh, the hardest shoot. on this beat, matter of fact, That beat came out to be Same old shit It's just the same old
1: shit It's just the same old shit Hip hop heads, this your boy Fresh for Graffiti Talk Radio, home with the hip hop backstars, and I got my partner, Crime Bomber Club. Where you at? Right here, homie. You know the deal. Yeah, and I got my other partner, Crime Diesel, Big Diesel. but yeah.
2: Right here, man. What's up?
1: Yeah. And uh, our guest today is one third of the legendary group Filthy Boys. They known for his, like Gangster Funk, Situations, and PWA. Let's give it up for E-Rock. E Rock is What's to have good. What's good,
0: man? What's good,
1: family? What's good out there, man? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a blessing to have you on the show. I
0: appreciate everybody, man. I couldn't yeah. let y'all down, you know? No doubt, no doubt. Right on. Yeah.
1: So, starting off, E Rock, what part of RJ in and what made you want
0: to start getting into rap? Oh, man, I, was, I had been rapping since like the fourth or the fifth grade, man. It was just something that uh, caught me. And I just started doing it, you know, I was writing my little rhymes and shit, going back to school and getting in some battle raps and all that. So then uh, got in high school, man, finished high school, man, the homie 007 was was doing our thing at school, you know. And uh, right after that, man, we looked up with the homie Do It, man, and he plugged us in with Jay Prince, and it was a rap after that. So we was we was straight in after that, man, after he heard us, man. He liked it, so he, he put us on
1: so it was doing that Who y'all love with Jay Plants so yeah. the question I got was, was underground records was underground records a label to itself or was it an imprint of Rapalot uh,
0: it was a label under Rapalot okay. yeah so it was it, yeah that's, that's how it was it was a, it was a label under Rapalot but it was all the same thing
1: well what made y'all different what y'all vote to the table that just made the group stand out
0: Man, every everybody had a different style, you know. So I guess that kind of was like a gumbo mix or something. Uh, right, right. You know, something like that. Everybody had, you know, everybody had a different style. So I think that was very unique that we didn't sound like each other, you know. Sure. So that was a blessing right there, man. So, man, we was just we was just spitting, man, you know, just spitting until when we hooked up with Jay. Well, it was, it was me and Double O in the group first. And uh, I went to school with both of them, so uh, I introduced Low Life to Double O, and we all hooked up and, and decided, man, we we should do this group thing, and that's how it all started. Okay, so
1: wow. did y'all put out any music before you y'all got the a lot? <laughs> do y'all have any underground tapes?
0: We wasn't even recording. I mean, we will go to little spots like in the mall or something and record some like demos or something like that, but we never let nobody hear. Them. So when we hooked up with Doit, with Doit, he had just opened up a record shop in the hood, and uh, you know, Double O had went by there first on this Friday night, cause he went there by himself, cause Friday night, you know, I was I was in the club in high yeah, school, man. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, let's go, let's go to this record store, man. This dude said he looking for some rappers. I'm like, man, I'm finna go to the club, man. I got the honeys up there and all that. Finna go get me a <laughs> yeah. drink or two. Finna go yeah. check it. So he was like, well, I'm going by myself. I'm going to miss the club. I was like, cool. So he went up there, man. I went to the club. But he hit me early that morning. Gave me a call. was like, man, you need to come up here, man. Dude want to check you out. So I was like, cool, man. I shook off that hangover, man, and went up there, man. And I just went spitted. You know, I just went did my thing. The yeah. dude was like, Yeah, man, you got something. Sure. And he was like, Y'all need to come through, man, and start working. And that's how it all kicked out, man. We we went up there every day after that and was just writing and coming up with ideas until we hooked up with, with Jay Prince. Sure. So when we did that, man, when we when we first met Jay the
1: first time, man, it was
0: it was pretty much a rap after that. He was like, Yeah, these, these good niggas right here, we they gonna do something.
1: So how was it working with Jay Prince? You got Jay Prince stories, man. Just you know, from a business standpoint, because a lot of people say the same thing that Jay Prince was light years ahead of his time.
0: Yeah, man. One one thing I did learn from Jay Prince, man, is, is being smart about everything, man. Being on your toes, and not just with with the, with business, but with life. Period. You know.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: I can honestly say I learned a lot from that guy right there, man. A lot. So there wouldn't really be no E rock if it wasn't for him
1: to be honest, so Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so on the debut ghetto though on the album cover it was just you and Double O seven. What well, what happened to Low Life at that time?
0: Well, we was working on that album, man, and uh we was all dipping and dabbling in the streets, man, a little bit, you know, getting caught up in that hood shit, man, and he just happened to catch a case at that time, and ended up getting locked up. Oh, damn. So he was still on the album, though. Matter of fact, no, he wasn't on that album. He wasn't. He missed Uh, the whole album. Right. He missed the whole album. So he ended up getting locked up, man. So me and Double O had to take the slack. And that's why when you look at the album cover, it's me and him. We got the big
1: rockwaller in the back. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like that rockwaller was y'all trademark, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause whenever we saw the football, boy, we saw that waller right there in the picture with y'all.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did a couple of joints with him, man. That was a mean
1: sucker there, man. Yeah.
0: The mean, mean and vicious.
1: I remember on the Ghetto Dope album, he had this woman that was talking on, on, uh, on Bitch Please. Was she oh, yeah, yeah now, who who was that? Because she was on a, a couple of those early songs on rap a lot because I remember her being on the too much trouble album. Well well now that
0: was there was some different chicks, man, but that was a that was a little chick uh we went to school with, man, and she was as hood as she can be, you know. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know. <laughs> she was straight out the hood, man, so we knew what oh, kind okay. of chick she was. Yeah, and we yeah. were just, before we even did the skit, we was like, who, would be, who, would, who wouldn't fit this skit right here? We know we got to find somebody to do this. And, man, we picked her, man. Yeah. And she came right in.
1: <laughs> there was two
0: of them, actually. There was two of them. They, they was best friends at the time. So they came right in and, and made it happen. I was like, man, when I heard it, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I was
1: like,
0: damn. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be like this, but it came out pretty good, man, so we ran with it.
1: The Gangster Phone, I had noticed that the song Same Old same old Shit was on that one then on Ghetto Dope. Gangsta, oh, Gangsta Phone, was it supposed to be an EP, or was it supposed to be a full album?
0: Well, it was supposed to be a full album, and we was about to go on tour at that time before we finished it. So, you know, decide, they decided to make it an EP, and then once we dropped that, uh, double back with the album. So since the timing was kind of messed up, we went ahead and, you know, dropped that EP, and when it came out, it hit, like, number three or something on Billboard.
1: Word.
0: And, uh, man, we was pretty excited about it, but we was on the road at that time, so that's when we doubled back after that project and came with the Rated G.
1: Okay, so the songs that was on Rated G were some of the songs supposed to have be been on Gangsta Phone?
0: Nah all, all those was fresh. They was okay. fresh. Matter of fact uh, matter of fact we did <laughs> we did uh half of it in Hawaii, man. We was in Hawaii at the time so
1: Oh tight.
0: While we was out there we was working on that album too and came back and finished it up.
1: Yeah, and, and on uh rated G it was, it was a lot of that I had noticed about that album because y'all had some social commentary on there like what concrete hell and and situations. You know, what was yeah. the process like with those songs because a lot of people was able to, to relate to those songs, especially with that concrete hell.
0: Yeah, man, that that's what that's kinda like what we were shooting for, man. We wanted to do songs that everybody can look well most people can relate to. So that was like the basis of what we wanted to do, really, is, is do some real songs that people can relate to. So we felt like we'll touch a lot of people if we do it that way. Instead of just spitting anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's how we got the concrete hell, the situations. Uh, Mama used to say, mama's praying for me. You know, all those songs like that. That's where those come from.
1: And, Nietzsche, y'all, y'all had a solo song already cheap. How could y'all get to do a solo album?
0: Oh, man. Uh, matter of fact, I'm working on one right now. Everybody working on one right now. Everybody kind of like doing their own thing right now. So I dropped a few mixtapes, but I didn't push them hard as I wanted to because I was always ready for the next joint. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm working on something. It's called Ghetto Famous Part 2. And I'm going to drop that next year. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful thing. What's up? So I'm going to be getting that y'all to, to get some spins, man, to help me push it, man, so y'all be ready.
1: Yeah, I'll be yeah. promoting that, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. So I'm going to have to double back and do another interview with that, get ready
1: to drop. That's what's up, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On Duncan Scarlett, y'all was able to collaborate with Bone. Who, who set that up? Who was able to convict y'all
0: to do that song? Uh matter of fact he was just in uh he was in town that week and uh I don't even know what he was out here for, man, but he hooked up with, with, with the rap a lot crew. And uh you know, we was just out kicking it, going out every night, just kicking it, having fun. And we all just decided, man, let's let's do something. We was like, Bet, we going to the studio the next day. So even though we we didn't get the whole Bone crew, even though he, he did bless the track, he did bless us, man. So we ended up putting that joint together, man. And we was in the studio just wild out, man, smoking and drinking and having a whole bunch of fun and vibing to the beach and all that, man. That's a song, uh, yeah. We were in the studio with the homie Mike Dean, man. He's working with Kanye and Jay-Z right now. So we mm. was in the lab with him and just came up with it, man, out of of thin out, man. So that's what that was right there, man. Shout out to the homie. <laughs> Shout out to the whole Bone crew, man. They was just out here recently too, so we got a chance to kick it again.
1: That's what's up. Yeah, so how was it working with those producers back there? Mike Dean and John Bito and O Joe.
0: Man, you know, it how, was how was a beautiful working, thing, man. <laughs> man, it was it was like amazing to me because even before we got with Rap A lot, I was a Rap A lot fan from the jump. You know, from mm-hmm. the ghetto boy, Scarface, you know, uh, the convicts, R.I.P. to the only three, two. He just died
1: yeah, recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I was just a, a fan of Rap a Lot, period. So, when well, we got a chance to give it Rap a Lot, man, oh boy, that was the shit right there, man. I was like, I'm finna go meet all, all my favorite artists at the label. Yeah, you know, yeah. so got a chance to meet all of them, man, and do some work with all of them, man. It, it was, a, you know, they accepted us in, man. It was like one big family, man. So that was that was crazy. And then just to work with John Beto and Mike Dean and and N.O. Joe, man, I could I I couldn't believe it, man. I was just so happy because yeah. I was like, listening to what they were doing, you know.
2: Damn, yeah, you guys had some of the best beats, man. I'm telling you, the best the best beats of the 1990s. You guys had them
0: all. Man, I appreciate it, man. We we was trying to get all of them, too, man, but there was so <laughs> many artists on the label, man. It was like we was competing for beats, man. So I remember one day, man, there was this one beat everybody wanted. You know, uh, Beto had done the beat, and as soon as he done it, I think me and Double O was in the studio with him when he done it. And we was like, B, we got to get this beat, man. That motherfucker jamming. We we want that. And he was like, I don't know. face might want it.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, man, we need that beat, man. And shit, man. Everybody wanted to beat, man. Three two wanted to beat. Uh face wanted to beat. Too much trouble wanted to beat. Everybody wanted that one particular beat, man. So it started it was like uh everybody was tripping, you know. So they came in one day and was like, Let me hear the beat. Wait. Everybody was getting that Jay like man, we gotta we gotta have that beat.
1: <laughs> everybody.
0: So he was like, Okay. Well, this is what we're going to do. Everybody come in this room, and everybody going to wow. So whoever goes oh, the hardest shit. on this beat, that's who going to get it. Yeah, damn. and I was
1: like,
0: damn. God damn, man. You put us in the corner, man. You bagged us up in the corner.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I'm like, some of these cats that's in this room, I was listening to them before we even got in the door, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, man, okay, we going to go for it, man. So everybody rapped that night. Everybody.
1: Damn. Everybody that
0: was there that night rapped on that beat, man.
1: That's crazy, and, um, man. When
0: everybody what song, rapping, what man, song was it? Matter of fact, that beat came out to be same old shit. Oh,
1: Damn. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that is a
2: I, classic grapple a lot beat right there.
1: Yeah, because I remember hearing that on the ghetto boys to them do his part on the intermission right before Crooked Officer.
0: Yeah. 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 So, we ended up getting that beat, man. We ended That's up crazy. beating, man. I and y'all killed it, too. Y'all killed it, too. Appreciate it, man. That 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 was that that beat right there, man. Everybody wanted it. So that was the well, beat everybody it it was, it was a lot of beats that came about that everybody wanted, but we couldn't get all of
1: them.
2: My number
0: one my number one beat of all time
2: is that one in your life. On Radio 2. Your your
0: life not your that. life in swing wide. Oh yeah. my goodness, boy. That your life beat. Oh man. Yeah. I put you were uh, trash, boy. Yeah, hey. I, I
1: fucking Miles love was, that beat, man. Mine's was the streets. If you can't stand the street, he you to get your ass off the streets, niggas in my yeah. little place for keeps. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. first myself to that beat, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That
0: beat uh your life was actually my whole idea.
1: So dope, dope.
0: I was that was gonna be night. my question. I'm on like, why are they saying that about
2: Iraq? You know, so I know um I, I think Ice Cube was one of the first to like start actually diss himself like in um I think it was the Predator where, where where they were in the background saying, Fuck you, Ice Cube you know. Yeah, so, when yeah. said, yeah,
1: yeah, so when I yeah, so when
2: I was listening, Iraq, you a stupid motherfucker. I'm all like, is this Iraq? Doing this, or is, are they mad at Iraq? You know that was that was going to be one of my questions. Like, wh- how, yeah, do, how man, did you come actually, up with that?
0: Actually, man, like when we was younger, man, and you know we we grow up in the hood, man, and, and we used to do a lot of bad stuff. I ain't gonna lie. And you know it was it was one day when I got into this fight at this club, wow. and my home, one of our homeboys was with us, and, and he ain't never seen us see us you know, just act bad like that. So we get into it with this dude and, you know, he was talking and roofing and all that, so I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to talk no more, so I just beat him up. And the homeboy <laughs> was with us. He was, like, in shock. You know, he was in shock. And he was like, damn, y'all niggas crazy. And he was like, you stupid, man. You, you stupid.
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: you know, I said, My bad, dog. I ain't I ain't mean to, for you to see that shit, man, but you was right here and the shit just escalated to to a whole another point. So All right. after that, you know, I was like and then I went to the ice cube joint. He had a show out here in Houston, man, and, and I seen him doing the fuck you ice cube. Yeah, yeah. And after the homie was like, E Rock, he's stupid than a motherfucker, man. You ain't even have to I was like, you know what? I'ma use that shit. You're right. I am stupid, man. Yeah. I am. You're
1: right. You're right,
0: man. Shit, when a nigga get out of line, yeah, I go stupid dumb, man. You're right. So that's, I'm going to use that. <laughs> so I did it in that song, man, and that shit, everybody liked it, man. And Yeah. That's how that shit came about, man. But me, me and Mike, that whole beat and that whole idea was my idea. And I was just cruising one night. I don't know what it was, man, but I was just riding by myself all night, and I'm jamming some old school music, man. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I was listening to Maze, and I was on my way to this chick house. She was having a party. She was having a birthday party. So I was going to meet the homies at this birthday party, man, and what do you know, man? That idea popped in my head, and I went to the studio the next day with Mike Dean. I was like, look, I need you to put this beat together. I'm going to help you, man. I got the whole concept already down. I know everything I want in it. So, oh, right. by Mike Dean being that genius, he you made it out, happen huh? for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was just me and Who, that who me and played that guitar lead?
2: Mike Dean. Damn.
0: Well, Mike Dean played?
2: Oh, he played everything, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, as we was doing the beat, you know, I told him, I was like, Dude, I need I need you to pick up the guitar, man. I want I want shit at the end of this thing, man. I want you to rock out on this song, man. Right. And we sat there mm-hmm. and, and listened to it for a minute and came up with the whole joint, man, and that's one of my favorite joints, man. People ask me about it all the time. What,
2: what what kind of music did you go up listening to? It sounds like we got the same kind of background, listening to some good soul music.
0: Man, I, I grew up listening to everything, man. I had to listen to small school soul music because my, my mama would jam that shit every weekend while we played it up the crib, you know?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. so every weekend when it, when she's ready to clean up, she'll start pulling out her records, man, her 45s and her albums, man, and put that shit on and turn it up loud. Oh, that's what yeah, I got yeah. them but. Yeah, I was That's listening to that, man. I was listening. Of course, I was listening to the hip-hop joints, man. All the rappers that was out at that time, man. I I just used yeah. to go to and just buy everybody' album, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, me yeah, too.
0: Damn that shit, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I grew up listening to all that good shit, man. All the rapper like shit. The Eric Ben-Rykins, the L.S., the Run-D.M.C. Yeah, yeah. You know, the... Cool G raps, all that
1: man. Hell yeah,
2: yeah. So but who inspires you the most? So what is what inspired you to
0: get into
2: uh making the music?
1: Man,
0: like I say, I was a, I was an elementary listening to this stuff, man. Yeah. And I used to jam it so hard that I just started trying to rap, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then Yeah, me too. <laughs> when I tried it, I realized that Hey, I'm pretty good at this. At least that's what I think, you know, in my mind. I'm yeah, thinking so. I'm dope. So <laughs> there was a couple other homies in the hood that thought they was dope, so we used to have rap battles and all that. So I actually had this homie named Radio. He was from New York, you know, and, and he moved in the hood. We stayed in the projects together, man, and this dude was dope, man. He could nobody touch him. He was dope, but he was oh. his specialty was was uh, break dancing. He was a break dance king. Boy, boy.
2: And, uh, what's the best advice that you give to a new artist out there just coming into the game?
0: Uh, well, the first thing is you gotta have your mind right. You gotta believe in yourself first. So that's the main thing, man. And once you once you get that established, that's gonna make you work harder. So you're gonna have to work your ass off, man. Don't wait for nobody to give you confirmation that you're dope. You got to realize that you're dope before anybody tell you. For sure. For
2: sure. Well, with that being said, is there any new artists out there that you'd like to work with right now, like of the new artists that are out
0: there? Uh, uh, Yeah, man. It's a few of them I wouldn't mind doing some work with. You know, like uh, the Kendrick Lamars, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Big Sean. I like Big Sean. He's pretty dope. Yeah, it's a few other cats, man. I can't even name them all right now.
1: No doubt. Sure. But
0: what what do you dislike about the industry? All this gay shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I mean, y'all see it. Y'all see it, man. Everybody yeah, yeah. see it.
2: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, how the the industry changed over time. You know, we, I'm kind of li- listening to a lot of uh, books about hip hop history, you know, the history of the coming up of NWA and everything. So it seemed like the music was getting better and better and better. And at a certain point after the 90s, it kind of took a backwards turn. So I think the 90s was like the highlight of rap.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. I think so too, man. But, uh, you know these big rock labels, man. You know they really in control of it, of the whole industry. Well, not the whole industry, but as far as mainstream. Yeah. Because they so. they pay out so much money to get they shit played first, and you know to do all that good shit. So they pick and choose who they want.
1: So. Hey, I'm um, taking it back. Uh, What was the Hippie House? Was that like a recording studio with, uh, associated with Rap-A-Lot?
0: Yeah, that was a studio Uh, Mike Dean used to work out of. Oh, dope, so dope. we used to, since we worked with Mike Dean a lot, man, and we used to smoke and make music all day long, yeah. we, was like some, we was like some hippies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's how uh, it became the hippie house,
2: right? <laughs> That's what's up, yeah. So the uh, project that you you're working on right now, the uh, the part two is, is gonna be the part two of Ghetto Famous. So you are are is that your record label, the Rock House Records.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dope. 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 Yeah, man.
2: Yeah, well, you got our support, bro. We're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get that. You know, I bought everything that the Fifth Ward Boys. Came up with
0: man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Still keeping it going, man. No doubt. No doubt. Einstein, man.
2: Well, you know, it's like, once you get out there, you get your fan base. It's like you're frozen in time. You know, it's like, there's no, there's no expiration date on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah. Cause, yeah, Cause you got, you got people that, that are starting kind of at an at a older age, but if you started, you know, young, then it's like you can keep going to your seventies if you still right, that right, it. right. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. If you still got it, man, you know. And, yeah, music is like a. It's kind of like a timeline in everybody's life, you know. So you can listen to a song today that came out back in the day, and it it'll, it'll remind you of something that you was going through at that time. You start remembering, flashing back on your life a little bit. You know, you like, damn, I remember when that joint came out. Yeah. I'm such a years old, and, you know,
2: yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah. you
0: start reminiscing a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, where can we gain access to your music and, and find your ads?
0: Uh, well, this project, I, I'm going to have it on my website, so I ain't even finished with it yet, but I'm halfway finished. But I do know I want to uh, put it out in 17 and uh. Actually I'm just waiting to uh get some of the homies on there, man. That I'm gonna have featured on there and once I finish that, go into mixing and mastering and come up with a another masterpiece, man. That's what's up. All right. Yeah. So who
2: you gonna have who you gonna have producing it?
0: Uh actually uh I'm doing some producing on there. I got uh I got a couple other producers I'm working with. The Homie Rob Quest from the R Squad, he got a few joints that I like. Nice. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I got a few other different producers I'm working with too. So, we trying to get it all together. That's dope.
2: That's dope. Now, do you do you get a lot uh of new artists trying to contact you? Tell them to listen to the demos and uh, listen to what they got out there.
0: Oh, yeah, all the time, man. All the time, man. <laughs> You know, that I get that all the time, man. But, you know, it's a few of them I try to help out, man. And then it's some um, you can't help out because they, they ain't even put shit out yet. But they got the big head and shit feeling like they and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to
0: check that shit like, dude, how many records you sold, man? Who yeah. the fuck are you? <laughs> Don't nobody know you. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so. That type of shit, man. So, but, yeah, I, I'm always willing to work, work with the up-and-coming artists.
2: Well, that's good to know. That's good to know, because we may have some beats for you. But I'm going to contact you on that. (laughs) That's what's up. All right. Well, hey, is there anything else you want to tell the people out there?
0: Man, be looking out for this ghetto famous. It's coming real soon, real soon, I promise. And it's going to be dope as fuck. It's going to be dope.
2: All right. I know that. I know that. You know, that. You know what? The Fifth Ward boys—they never let me down. Yeah, <laughs> I I grew yeah. up with y'all, so I'm I'm gonna be looking forward to that. You got our support, and um, yeah. yeah. We just want to want to thank you for coming by, and uh, just let you know, man. You got some friends here at free Talk Radio. You know, when that album drops, you know, you hit up Bumbus, and we are, we're gonna put it on right away.
0: That's what's up, man. Well, hey, uh, you. you I to say you from Shawtown, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Make sure you kill us. Uh, once the project is done, man, let 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 me know, man, because I'm gonna definitely promote for you. You know what I
0: mean? Man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love, man. I'm gonna give it back to y'all, man.
1: No doubt. Oh, and I'm one dumb. more thing: is there gonna ever be or soon be a fifth War Boys album?
0: Man, you okay. know what? Uh, I talked Low Life like two days ago. Okay. So. He was like, "We need to do something."
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, "Man, you know it's it's kind of crazy, man, that he called and said that." I was like, "Bro, you know it's love, man. If you want to do it, we can start putting yeah. something together, man."
1: Yeah. You know it's gonna
0: be love out in the street anyway, so. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, that's the stuff,
1: though. Yeah. Right. The
0: hood gonna love it, so. We talking about it, man.
1: That's what's up, man. I hope it comes into fruition and shit. You know what I mean? Cause I, I want to hear that.
0: Yeah, we talking about it as we speak, man. That's
1: what's
2: up. Uh, e Rock, man. We want to thank you for coming by, and um, man, we, we we love you, man. And we love Pittsburgh Boys and God's support. We'll be looking for that Ghetto Famous Part Two, and. Um, that's, that's it, brother. Thank you for coming to the Talk Radio.
0: Hey, man, appreciate y'all having me, man. Anytime is good with me, man. It's all love, man. I appreciate it. I, I like what y'all doing, man. Y'all keep it going.
1: That's what's good up, Good
0: positive man. thing, man.
1: That's what's up, man. All right. Peace. Peace. All
0: right, one.